0: God is good. Oh, I'm blessed to be in the house today. Amen. Amen. Oh, I see some people have come from far away. Welcome back, those of you that are coming in. Uh, It's good to see you back. We've We've been looking in the Word, and over the last the last few weeks about being rooted and grounded in the Lord and, and one of the key things that we we focused on is what we've talked about in, in the last few weeks that it is about your faith and it is, about, it is about understanding that you may need to get free from the things that hold you back and, and also to understand and in particular that we are in a year of Jubilee, amen. And that the year of Jubilee, those of you that were there at the night vigil, the year of Jubilee talks about your rest, your freedom, your breakthrough, your deliverance. It talks about you being able to possess your possession because it is a year where you must get hold of the things that you need to get hold of. Amen. Amen. If you were not there, you may want to just go to our YouTube channel and check out the sermon and, and learn from, from it what you must learn. Amen. Amen. And then I encourage you next time, do not miss the moment, because in the moment of of the meeting with God, it is different from what you will hear after. So don't miss the moment of coming to the house of God. Amen. Amen. I want to talk today about some aspects about us being rooted and grounded in God. You see, I, 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 we, have, we have heard that we must activate our faith, we need to be delivered. I talked back again that you must have root and your root must spread to the water. As you, as you get to have root that get to spread to the water, there are things that your, your root must have around you or that you must begin to respond to what your root is beginning to take in. And I need a response from you. God needs a response from you. God needs a response from you when you begin to activate that which you're taking in. Amen. Amen. And today I want to speak in that light. And I want you to go with me to Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 to five. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. This is, you will find, this is the opening of the book of Jeremiah where God calls Jeremiah. And God calls Jeremiah, and, and Jeremiah hears God's calling, and Jeremiah begins to give all kinds of excuses uh, to the Lord. And, and in verse 4 in particular, Jeremiah says, And then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, and I want you to read verse 5. just Just put verse 5 on, we're going to read it together. Jeremiah heard God's voice saying, and this is what he says. Can you can we read it together? One, two, three, go. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were even born. I set you apart, and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Three things I want to talk to you about, and they are from those words which God says he knew or he did. Number one, he says, I knew you. Number two, he says, I set you apart. And number three, he says, I appointed you. So God knew you. He set you apart and he appointed you. You are not a mistake. Those of you that have been here long enough, I know you've, you, you know I'm always saying this, but it's not just because it sounds good that you're not a mistake. It's because you are not a mistake. Amen. Amen. Tell yourself I'm not, I'm not a mistake. Even when things don't work out for you, you are not a mistake even when things don't go the way you think they should go, you are not a mistake. You are not a mistake. God knew you. What's your name? God knew you. It doesn't matter what your parents called you. God knew you. You see, sometimes parents call their children things out of the circumstances they are in. If you read the Bible, there was a woman who who gave birth to a son. She was actually the the pastor's wife. And she gives birth to a son and she calls the son, God has left us. This is the pastor's wife who says, God has left us. There's another woman in the Bible who gave birth and she struggled to give birth. And when the little boy came out, she says, this boy is trouble. You are pain. She called him pain. Those of you that read the Bibles, one of the, that one guy was called Ichabod and the other was called Jabez. Because there was pain. Gave names which brought a lot of pain into the lives of those people. If you follow Jabez, his history was terrible until the day he says enough is enough. God, you knew me. I'm not born to be a pain. I'm not born to be in pain. I'm born to be blessed. So he said, enough is enough. God knows you. God knows you. It doesn't matter whether you are round, you are thin, you are tall, you are short, you are, God knows you. He knows you the way you are. In fact, he says, I knew you even before you were formed. I knew you, and he knows you that deep. There is nothing that God does not know about you. We are born in different times, and we are born to different situations, and we are born to different scenarios, but it does not change the fact that God knew us. Whether your mother wanted you, didn't want you, whether your dad wanted you, didn't want you, doesn't change the fact that God knew you. And he still does. Oh, tell your neighbor, God still knows you. Whether you believe him, you don't believe him. Whether you like God, you don't like God. Whether you think he's true, he's not true. Whether you think he's a woman, he's a man, he knows you. And he still does. Whether you think God is fair, he's not fair, it doesn't change a thing. He knows you. He knows you. And as he knows you, he needs you to understand that he wants you to grow up and get to know him. He wants you to get to a place where you get to know him also. He wants you to move from a place where you are ignorant of the fact that God knows you. That's why God was coming to Jeremiah and says, Jeremiah, you know what? I know you. And Jeremiah starts going on, ah, but Lord, I'm just a young, young boy. Say, hey, I said, I know you. I know you. Even before you were formed, even before you were conceived, I knew there was going to be a little boy and that your parents were going to call you Jeremiah. I knew you. I knew you. And and says, uh, be, because I know you, I don't end up only knowing you, I have set you apart. I've set you apart. I knew enough of you in order to be able to set you apart. God knows enough of you in order to set you apart. So God says, I knew you. Understand who you are. You are the beloved of the Lord. You are the apple of his eye. You are a child of the promise. You are an ear to the blessing of God. You are there to sit in heavenly places with Christ. Know who you are because God knows you. You are a candidate of his mercy, a candidate of his blessing. You are more than a conqueror. You are a victor. He knows you. I knew you. So know who you are. Understand where you are. There are things that are written by God in his book. You need to seek them and find them because they are about you. The word of God is about you. And when you go into it, you will begin to know who you are you will begin to know what you mean to God. You will begin to know that you are more than just human. He says, I've called you God, Psalm 8. What is men that you have made him a little lower than yourself? That you have made him and set him above, above the things around, above the angels. You've, you've made him in your own likeness. You've made him to be like you. Who is men? What is men? That you care for him. If you go in Job, Job talks and says, oh God, what is man that you visit him in the morning? God visits you in the morning. God visits you every day. God visits you. He comes to you. Amen. Amen. So God cares. Tell your neighbor, God cares. God cares. He says, I knew you. I knew you. So you must you must get to go into his word as we talk about being rooted and grounded we say get to know your identity and understand your identity and that identity is found in his word go into the word of god go deep into the word of god understand your identity before god amen, amen. number 2 it says i set you apart i set you apart you see we will have different parts The path that I go through is not the path that you will go through. The road that you have been walking is not the same road that I've been walking. We're going to the same place, heaven, but we'll go on different roads. What you pass through may not be what I'm passing through now. Maybe I passed through it already, and you're passing through it now. But whatever you're passing through, whatever you're going through, God says, I've set you apart. He says, I've set you apart. I know your tomorrow from yesterday. I've set you apart. He has made you unique. You are different from everybody else. You are unique. There is only but one you. There is only but one me. You may try to copy me, but you will never be me because there is only me. And I am special. I am unique. I am the special one, and I am the unique one, and I am the only me. So you need to see yourself as the special one, the most important one, the only you. And when you have understood that you have been set apart, it will help you to deal with everything else that you have to face. And this is the thing that the Lord was laying upon my heart that as we become rooted and grounded you see just like trees that are planted on different places you need to be planted close to the water you need to desire to be planted I've already told you that you can be lifted up from a place which is far away from the water to a place which is near the water then you can ask God say Lord relocate me put me in a place where I will be watered put me in a place where my roots will be in the water where my roots will continue to be wet oh God you can be in that place but as you are in your unique place as you are in your own set place you will experience different things down there and the things you experience are supposed to help you stand tall this is what the lord was giving me an understanding of that this is the things that you experience that make you more profitable you people don't get it you see there is a difference between coal and diamond it comes from the same material It is the same material. Coal, graphite, and diamond is the same material. It's the same substance, but it's the things that they've gone through that make the difference to their value. It is the process and the the things that it is experienced. By the time you say this is a diamond, it has undergone all kinds of pressures, all kinds of difficulties, all kinds of, of bearing over a long period of time. And it comes out a diamond, but it all started off as a coal. Your usefulness and your value is about what you have been through. And God has set us apart to go through different things. I pray that you will desire to end up valuable before God. Timothy, Paul writing to Timothy says, Timothy, my son, in a house, there are different kinds of instruments or vessels that are to be used. Some are used for honor. Some are used for dishonor. Desire to be used for honor. You can be made out of hood but used for honor. You can be, oh, you people don't get it, do you? Desire to be for honor. is the things that you've been set apart to do that bring you to honor. And it's your experiences that are supposed to help you stand. So if you've gone through a difficult childhood, we need to see you being able to stand through storm. If you've gone through a difficult situation, we need to see you being able to stand to strengthen those that are still going through it. See, there are things that I've experienced uh, that when somebody comes to me, I say, ah, I know the way out. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I've been there and I've been through it and I've seen God bring me out of it. You also can be used by the things that you've been through that God has set you apart to experience it now so that you can be there to strengthen your brethren. When God was speaking to Peter and said, Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, yes, I do. And says, okay, I want you to strengthen my brethren, feed my flock. It was because God had seen that through the process that Peter had gone through, even the denial that he had given to Jesus Christ, he was the right candidate to be able to come out of that situation and say, guys, we need to keep on holding to the Lord. This is why even on the day when they were all being ridiculous, you know, people are drunk and they were speaking in tongues. and You are drunk so early in the morning. Peter was able to stand and say, no, 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 we are not drunk. But this is that which God spoke about in the days of Joel, that he would fill us with the spirit. He would fill us with his power. This is that what you see. Why? Because he's been through something and he now knows that we can stick on to Jesus. We can hold on to Jesus. We can keep holding on to Jesus. You don't need to go back. You don't need to run away. But you need to face up everything just like Jesus faced it. I'm not going to deny Jesus a second time. No, no, no. The last time I denied him, but I learned from that experience. Now I'm going to use that experience to tell them this is that. I don't know what you've been through, but God is saying to you, whatever you've been through, you need to use it because I've set you apart to be able to encourage somebody. Hallelujah. Whatever you've been through, whatever you've been through, you may wonder why, oh God, did I have to go through this? Why? You know what? There are things that have happened in my life. I look back and I say, God, why? And then suddenly somebody comes and sits in my house and starts telling me their story. And I say, I know what you're going through. I've seen people who have come to my wife and, and are crying and say, I've lost my dad, I've lost my mom. And my wife would just look at them and she just begin to tell them. She, she has a certain way of comforting them. She has a certain way of speaking to them that I could never speak to. It's what she's been through that she's using now to minister to people. And I have seen some people say, thank you so much that in that moment, you were there to lift me up and help me through. Why? Because she's been through something that has made her to become a diamond rather than just another stone. She's come out as a diamond. Oh, you can come out as a diamond because God has set you apart. Oh, hallelujah, somebody, you've been set apart. You've been set apart. Why is my supervisor dealing with me like this? And you, you, Pastor, I just don't know why these supervisors are like this. Is this what every other PhD student goes through? I know what you're doing. I know what it means. I know how tough it can be. I've been through the process. My wife was laughing at me the other day to say, "Ah, I know PhD can be tough. One day the pastor missed a service. (laughs) (laughs) I look back and I said, after five years in my PhD, I had to miss one service. The last one before I submitted and I was working all through the night All through the night, I drove them to church and went back to the office. And I came back to pick them up and went back to the office. All through the night, I know what it is. So when somebody comes and says, my pastor, it's not working. I know that it's not working. And I know that it's not working. But you know what? I still tell you that it can work because there is a God who can help you. I know that you still make it because there is a God who can help you. Why? Because I've been through it. I've been set apart Oh, come on, Samba. Whatever you've been set apart for, God says, I've appointed you. I've appointed you to be a prophet. The word prophet, basically, you need to understand it is to be a voice. To be a voice. The world needs to hear your voice. Oh, I don't know who I'm speaking to, but the world needs to hear your voice. The world needs to hear your voice. You need to speak out. You need to, to let it out. Tell the experience of Jesus. Tell the experience of your Savior. The world needs to see God through you. The world needs to experience God through you. I have set you apart and I have appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. This neighborhood, your stake, your Asapak, Roghost and, and, and Nude, Harweg and, and wherever else, Nord East and Nord whatever needs to hear your voice. Renan and Benekom and Ade, they need to hear your voice. They need to hear your voice. Dorworth and all the cities around us, they need to hear your voice. What voice is coming out of you? They need to hear your voice. I have appointed you. I have appointed you to be a voice, to be a voice to the people around you. And that voice must come forth. You must speak forth. God is, is appointed us that we need to understand that we have a purpose. Appointment is about purpose. You have a purpose. You have a purpose. There's something that you have been created to do, something that you have been created to do. You have a purpose. Tell your neighbor, I have a purpose. Tell them, you also have a purpose. You have a purpose. You have, a, you have something that you can do. You, you cannot say, I can't do anything. There's something that you can do. You know, you need to come to a place where purpose becomes so conscious in your understanding. We have people who are doing PhDs but have no purpose. We are people that are just going to job because they know at the end of 30 days they get a paycheck. That's not the purpose. Find the purpose. There's something deeper. There's something more. Don't just do research. What's the purpose? What's the purpose? I know the scholarship was great. It was a good opportunity. I also had an opportunity for a scholarship, but what's the purpose? If you have no purpose, give it to somebody else who has Ah, pastor, I want to get married. For what? What's the purpose? (laughs) There should be something more than just the act of going through a job, of going through. There must be something deeper, something greater. Find your purpose, and your purpose will give you fuel. I appointed you. Jeremiah, to be a voice to the nations. I appointed you to be a blessing. I appointed you to be a pillar. I appointed you to be there for others. See, sometimes you go through things and and you're thinking, God, do I need to take this? And you hear God say, yes, you need to take this because I appointed you. So, I was reading the book of Jeremiah and one, one, some time ago, and I felt, God, I feel like Jeremiah. See, Jeremiah was telling people, Repent, come to the Lord, and people were saying, You are on your own, Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, Jeremiah. Your stories are not inspiring. God was saying, You, God is going to destroy this place. They took him and put him in prison. Say, Shut up. I don't want to hear you. So, I'm telling you, I'm warning you now. Shut up. Say, God, I'm speaking. And people are writing all kinds of nasty things back, and uh, this this pastor, one time I was teaching people about money, and some people were getting blessed. It came all the way from the north of Holland. That all that pastor always preaching about money. You feel "Ah, but God. Somebody needs to understand this. I was preaching. Like this and telling people that Christ has called us, says, he who wins souls is wise. And somebody cares. Now you want to bring, uh, go, tell us to go and bring people to your church. No, it's not about bringing people to my church. And you feel like Jeremiah. And when you try to keep quiet and preach all those nice sermons. You know I can also preach the nice sermons. That tell you, God is going to bless you. God is going to lift you up. I can also preach them. But sometimes God tells me, no, you need to tell them to get out of sin. Tell them to stop sinning and stop fornicating and, and stop doing and people say shh quiet. That's what Jeremiah was going, but God comes to Jeremiah and says, Jeremiah, I appointed you. I set you in this place. I set you apart. I've made you different. And I've set you in this place so that you can be a voice to the people. And let those that hear, hear it and be blessed hear it and change and be able to hold on to the blessing of God. And and, and, and yet, all these things that we've been through are supposed to iron us and help us and to shape us and to mold us and to lift us up. So while I was going through, looking at myself and say, God, I feel like Jeremiah, God says, you know, I appointed you and I set you apart for such a time as this. I know you will understand those people. Let them say whatever they say, but I know you will understand them. And you know what? Some time later, some of those people that are spreading all those bad rumors came to me with a problem. You know how sometimes you feel when you Do I help them or just tell them, ah, you are the one spreading. But I appointed you to be a voice. Appointed you to be a voice. Appointed you to strengthen them. Appointed you to strength. Whatever you've been through is because I've appointed you. And God will say to somebody in the house, I have set you apart and I've appointed you to be a blessing. Whatever you're going through, it's for you to become stronger, to become rooted, to become grounded. If you can find my word, if you can get on my word, you will become stronger in your faith. And you will be able to deal With the situations that are coming. With the situations that you have to face. If you can become stronger. You will strengthen other people. If you can become rooted in my word. Rooted and grounded in your faith. If you can put a claim to your faith. If you can become grounded in your spiritual standing. Get out of the things that hold your, your, your spiritual life in a stronghold. If you can get out of the place that has trapped you in. And be grounded in your freedom in Jesus Christ. It will be well with you. That's a place that we need to come. That's a place that we need to attain to. And God. God will want you. In the name of Jesus, to be in that place where you are rooted and you are grounded. You're rooted and you are grounded. And so he says, I formed you and I knew you. I who formed you knew you. I set you apart and I appointed you. Your appointment is for a purpose, it's for you to grow. It's for you to grow. It's for you to become established in Jesus. It's for you to become established in your faith. Let nothing move you because you've been set apart. When they try to drag you this side, say, no, I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. When they say, forget your God, say, no, I belong to Jesus. When they say, forget about praying, no, I belong to Jesus. When they say, don't speak about your God. No, I've been appointed to be a voice. I've been appointed. I've been appointed. I was telling people at the night vigil that there is a Mr. Spaghetti Monster, a member of the Church of the Spaghetti Monster, who was telling us that we are doing nonsense, doing onzin, you know. And if you were to put me worshiping Jesus Christ and somebody who goes to church wearing a colander on their head, who looks more nonsensical? A colander is that thing used to drain your spaghetti. You know it, that that dish with holes. If you, these people go to church wearing that one, into their church, it's called the Church of the Spaghetti Monster. You can find it on the internet. It's registered in the Netherlands <laughs> and also in the U.S. They go wearing that. Who looks more silly? Me in my suit preaching like I'm preaching, or the guy with a with a cooking pan on his head? But we are, he says, we are doing nonsense. So we must keep quiet because we are doing nonsense. But you know, I've been appointed to be a voice. And I'll keep on speaking. I'll keep on talking. Why? Because I know the word of the Lord is able to bless not only me, but the nation. When you look at the greatest revivals of any economy, they are often synchronized with the revival of the church. You look at the depressions of nations and you also find that the church was also sleeping. As we are rising up, there's a revival coming up. Oh, the revival is here. There's a revival. Our nation, I'm praying that the shops that are closing down in Hookstrat are going to open. As we begin to rise up in prayer, as we begin to rise up in our calling of God, as we begin to rise up in faith, in the place where God has appointed us, the city will also thrive. Many a rumor, our mayor will also thrive and his council. Why? Because we are praying. We are holding him in prayer. And with every revival of the church, there is a revival also of the economics. Why? Because God releases a blessing. And there is a blessing upon the Netherlands. We're going to rise. So when they tell us to be quiet, we're going to rise in prayer. We're going to rise in prayer. Why? Because God has appointed us a voice. To the nation. And I want you to stand with me now. I need to remind us this one thing that we must never forget to preach Jesus. We must never forget to talk about our Lord Jesus Christ. They told us now you can no longer just stand in the street, you have to apply. And I said to the evangelism team, we will go and apply to get the permits. We will not stop preaching Jesus. We will not stop. But if they don't allow us to do mass preaching, we will preach to them one by one. And speak to them one by one. Why? Because God has appointed us prophets to the nation. You are the prophet to the nation. You are the voice to the nation. You are the one that God is waiting for. If He can just speak to one person, Speak to your friend and speak to your neighbor. You are the voice that can change those people. My heart is blessed when I meet people who say, because I heard that I was a prophet. I heard that God cared for me. That God had put something in me. Pastor, I've preached to people in my community. I'm preaching to people where I am. My heart feels blessed because that's what God has appointed us to do. And we need to take our place in the appointment of God. So I want you to pray for yourself. To say, Lord, help me to walk accordingly as you have called me, as you have known me, as you have set me apart, as you have appointed. Give me, O God, your strength to walk, O Lord, in this way. To walk according to your calling, your purpose. Some of us are doing things, but we don't know what for what purpose. It's also an opportunity. Go before the Lord and begin to pray to say, Father, give me purpose. Give me an understanding of my purpose. Give me an understanding of my purpose in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, if you have been weak in the purpose of God, I want you to begin to pray to say, Father, thank you that you have appointed me. Help me, Lord, to rise. Give me that strength. Give me that strength. You know, sometimes the circumstances begin to cloud us and we forget that God has called us to be His ambassadors, to be His spokespeople, to be a voice to our neighbors and to be a voice to people who have no hope. You see, I've met so many people that are hopeless that just need somebody to tell them that Jesus is a Savior, that Jesus can help you, that Jesus is your strength. Somebody that can just tell them that, you know what, I found hope in God. You can be that light. So people are just waiting for somebody to tell them that yes, there is hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is hope. There is hope in the Lord Jesus. Just pray and say, Father, give me purpose. Father, sharpen my purpose. Father, give me strength for my purpose. You've set me apart. Oh, if you you had forgotten that God knows you, pray and say, Father, thank you that you still know me. Oh yes, somebody just needs to pray just that prayer To say, Father, thank you that you still know me That you still know me He says, I know you, I remember you I know you, I remember you I know you, I remember you He knows you by name He knows you by heart He knows you, he has written your name In the palm of his hand So that he can forever see you He knows you, Lord, I thank you that you still know me I thank you that you still know me, Father, and I pray that you give me purpose, that you give me strength, oh Lord, to live that purpose, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Just want you to hold the hand of your neighbor. Hold the hand of your neighbor. I want you to pray with your neighbor. I want you to pray with your neighbor, pray for them. I want you to squeeze their hand and pray for them. Pray for them from the bottom of your heart and say, Father, let them live your purpose. Let them live according to your purpose. Lord, let them live according to your purpose. Father, let them fulfill your purpose, oh God. Let their lives not just be a wasted life. Let their lives not just be a wasted life, but may their life, oh God, be for signs and for wonders. May their lives, oh God, be for the glory of your name, for the glory of your kingdom. Lord, I pray that the life of my Brother, the life of my sister, God, that it may be full of life and full of purpose, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you that you have set them apart. Thank you that you have set them apart, oh God, for your glory, for your praise, for your honor, for your kingdom. God, I pray, let this life be full of your glory in the name of Jesus. God, you have set us apart. You have appointed us, oh Lord. Pray that God will lift your neighbor higher, will give them new hope and new strength. For the future In the name of Jesus Oh God In the name of Jesus Father thank you My God I bless and honor your name Cause us to walk oh Lord And to live to the glory And to the praise of your name Thank you Father Thank you Lord I release your grace like you released it upon Jeremiah upon each and every one of us, oh God. Equip us, Father, with your Spirit that we will rise to live according to our appointment. And that, Father, the things that you have set us apart to do, that we will do them. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.